Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-back coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Kick off your Monday morning. Good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith, along with... And I'm Joe Welke. On Wax 104.5. Jill, we've got some champions in the area. Well, actually, one big champion in our area. We do. Chippewa Falls McDonald won the championship final in Division 5 for the girls tournament on Saturday. Well, congratulations to them. And now, who did they go up against that was another local school too they played against blair taylor blair taylor this is the first time they've been down or been over i guess it's to green bay to the state tournament for the girls ever wow and i think that's amazing just to make it that far well and you know you got to congratulate all the teams that go down there because look at where they start and look at where they were it's a, yeah it's amazing it's a tough road i mean it's a 28 29 game stint and they have to be on spot and you know peaking at the right time yeah i mean i've seen girls go down there even even boys high school boys go down to state tournament and they give it their all day one and you can see the blood the sweat the tears that go into it and then the next day they're almost like exhausted like they gave it their all and they're trying again but it's just not quite there and you know, but to get down there the first time, that's amazing accomplishment. And congratulations again to Chippewa Falls McDonald. Another great accomplishment there. Yep, and there are going to be some local boys that head down there, too. Ooh. We'll update that a little bit later. That sounds great. And if you're just getting up and about, guess what? We've got more snow on the ground. <laughs> not a crazy amount, but I did run into some slick spots. How about you, Joe? It was not very nice driving up this no. morning. I think they're just making it more of a challenge. And I just watched the the depth, snow depth that they said was reported. I think I got more than a foot. <laughs> there is a lot of snow out there. And we've got, you know, I got my cows out and about. And there's you just walk the cow paths because you can't really stand it to get mm-hmm. off of it. Well, that's how you work your leg muscles, trudging through the snow when it's nice and crunchy and crispy. Yeah, I've worked enough with that. <laughs> I stick to the cow paths if I can. <laughs> 
But the roads are a little slick this morning, so please be careful. The plows are starting to be out and about. I'm sure they've already done a great job in the last hour since we've been up here. But still keep an eye on what's going on out there. We're at 24 degrees right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls Menominee area, and it's going to warm up. Well, a little bit today anyway. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. A few minutes before the 5 o'clock hour, and there was some snow kind of flying around out there, but we're looking at a mostly cloudy day today. Breezy and a few flurries going on, but nothing too crazy. High at 28. Tomorrow, good news, it's going to be sunny and 34. And Wednesday, mostly cloudy and breezy, but guess what? High of 45 degrees. We're going to enjoy it. It is 5 o'clock on 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Time to check in this morning with some national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. The Treasury Department says it will take steps to ensure all Silicon Valley bank deposits will be paid in full. Meantime, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen told CBS's Face the Nation the failed California bank won't be getting a bailout. The reforms that have been put in place means that we're not going to do that again. Depositors will have access to all of their money starting today. As many as 15 million people may be affected by flooding as another round of storms takes aim at California. Forecasters say another atmospheric river is expected to bring heavy rains to the central and northern part of the state on Monday. This comes as residents are still struggling with impassable roads, overflowing rivers, and a levee breach that forced evacuation in Monterey County. Supervisor Luis Alejo said they fell short on preparations. Former Trump fixer Michael Cohen is expected to testify before a Manhattan jury on Monday. Court observers say it's a sign that prosecutors are close to indicting the former president over hush money paid to a porn star who said she had an affair with Trump. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office has already questioned at least seven other people before the grand jury hearing evidence about the hush money deal. Everything everywhere all at once is the big winner of the 95th Academy Awards. The film took home Best Picture during this year's ceremony, which aired live Sunday on ABC. Out of its 11 nominations, the movie won seven, including Best Director and Best Original Screenplay. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We are five minutes after the five o'clock hour, and then we're going to touch base with you on some egg news. Last week, Bob and Jill talked about Allison Dairyland, our top candidates. Well, guess what? Wisconsin's Department of Egg Trade and Consumer Protection has announced the six top candidates to become our 76th Allison Dairyland. The candidates are Ashley Hagenow from Poinette. Shannon Lamb from Dane, Lydia Lubke from Keel, Jackie Rosenbush from Serona, Charity Seebecker from Austin, and Jody Wayland from Nina. Over the next several weeks, those six candidates will prepare for the three-day Allison Dairyland Finals, scheduled for May 11th through the 13th in Walworth County. The selection of our 76th Allison Dairyland will be announced live during the program at the conclusion of the finals on May 13th. Our 76, Allison Dairyland, will begin her term on July 5th. Now, Jill, one of those names, a couple of those names sound pretty familiar from our area. 
Actually, yes. I was just thinking about this. I interviewed Shannon Lamb. She was the honey queen. Mm-hmm. And I interviewed Jackie Rosenbush. She was the fairest of the fair list last year. Yeah. And Charity Seebecker. She's part of Midwest family out of Madison. Yeah. So we've got a few. You don't want to say, I mean, they're they're all local, but yet some of them are a little farther away, but they've been in our neck of the woods. So it's kind of exciting. That is pretty cool to think that, hey, I know Alice in Dairyland. <laughs> nice. Before she was Alice in Dairyland. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I think we should get signatures now. I think we should, Before too. they start charging us. Uh-huh. You know, just I, in case. I think that's a good plan. <laughs> so how much do you sell your signature for? Oh, I, I sell mine for hugs. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not even to that point yet. So oh, wow. why don't we talk about summer? Seems like a long way off yet. But that means we all have to start planning for fair season. The Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection will be offering an online training course tomorrow, March 14th from 6 to 7 p.m. for new and experienced judges to review the principles of being a county fair County and District Fair Judge. Topics covered will include the basics and logistics of judging at the County Fair, including steps to becoming a judge, expectations, the types of judgings, such as conference or face-to-face. To register, send an email to dadcapfairjudgeupdate at wisconsin.gov and include your name, address, and contact information. Actually, I'm thinking about doing that because I think it'd be fun to get out there and do some judging. Yeah, and hey, we need judges. Yeah, well, and I think I would go with uh, judging the clover buds and the explorers because I like the face-to-face judging and having a conversation with those kiddos. I think you should be do beef judging. Uh, no. <laughs> well, well, we'll work her into it. You know, we just got to <laughs> ease you into that. You see, I planted the seed. Now we just got to, you know, okay. water it, fertilize it, and watch it grow. Well, I have two... Well, my one daughter judges dairy, and my son judges beef, and he ju- judged carcass contest last year. So, oh, very they're, nice. They're just getting into it. So, I'm I'm providing some of those judges out there. There you go. Hey, we got to do something. Well, we've got your weather that'll be coming up next, right here on Wax. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's take a quick look at our weather, shall we? Well, if you're just up and about, the plow truck just went by, so we know they're out and about. Good news there, but it's going to be a mainly cloudy day today. Breezy with a chance of some flurries. High at 28 tonight, though. Get those mittens, hats, coats, and boots, because it's going to be partly cloudy and cold. Two degrees. Look. But tomorrow, ha Sunny, 34. We're looking forward to that tomorrow night. Partly cloudy and 25. Wednesday, haha, I know I'm going to see people out in t-shirts and shorts. Mostly cloudy day, high of 45 degrees. Wednesday night, some clouds, and then we get that rain-snow mix coming back in with 37 degrees. Temperatures around the area right now, we've got Medford at 21, La Crosse at 28, Marshfield 23, Green Bay 25, Rice Lake and Wausau both at 22, Madison's at 27, Milwaukee's at 28, and right here in Eau Claire, the Chippewa Valley, we are at 24 degrees. We've got your morning markets. Those will be coming up next, and they'll be brought to you by... Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And this morning's markets will be brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance, and Jill, kick us off. What's going on in the marketing world? And for our cash livestock, choice-fed beef steers are 150 to 172 with mixed at 138 to 150. Choice-fed beef heifers are 150 to 172 with mixed at 133 to 150. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 133 to 148 with select and silage-fed steers 116 to 132. 
Cows are 76 to 114 with bulls at 98 to 116. Butcher hogs are 45 to 67 with sows at 53 to 55. Boars are 18 to 25 and a half. Unshorn market lambs are 125 to 147. Feeder lambs are 150 to 380. Ewes are 65 to 115. Small goats are 35 to 180 dollars. Medium goats are 125 to 200 dollars. Large goats are one hundred fifty to three hundred forty dollars, and nanny goats are one hundred twenty-five to two hundred sixty-five dollars. Thank you, Jill. And moving on to the Mercantile Exchange, we've got live cattle for April at one sixty-four twenty-seven. That's down fifty-two cents. June is at one fifty-eight sixty-five, down a dollar two. August is at one fifty-eight forty-five, down ninety cents. Feeder cattle for March is at one ninety-one forty-seven, down a dollar sixty. April's at one ninety-seven sixty-five, down a dollar fifty. And May was at two hundred three fifty-seven, down a dollar ninety. Lean hogs for April's at eighty-seven forty-five. That's up two thirty-seven. May's at ninety-four ninety-two, up two seventeen. And June was at one hundred two seventy-seven, up two thirty-two. Switching over to the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your July corn down just a penny on the overnight to six hundred four. Oats were up two at three forty-nine. July beans up four at fourteen ninety-eight. July soybean meal up ninety cents to four seventy-eight ten a ton. Your July wheat slipped four cents to six eighty-five. On the dairy side, barrel cheese on Friday was up three and a half cents to a dollar seventy-seven. Your blocks, however, were down four and a half cents to a dollar seventy-eight. Your double A grade butter remained unchanged at two thirty-three and a quarter. And your class three futures for March down a nickel at seventeen seventy-one. April down a nickel at seventeen seventy. May down fourteen cents at seventeen eighty-five. June down seven at eighteen thirty-three. July down a dime at eighteen eighty-seven. And then those markets were downward trending through and into 2024. That's Look at Your Morning Markets again, brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. 18 minutes after 5 o'clock on this Monday morning, and we're going to be hearing from Mr. Bob Bosold. He's coming in next, and he'll be talking about his adventures. Well, he's always on an adventure somewhere, but when he was out in California, he learned about olives. Kind of interested in this. Are they black olives, green olives? What kind of olives did he learn about? wonder if he had a martini. I can't picture him being a martini guy. Ugh. But anyway, we're going to hear from him in just a little bit. We're at 18 minutes after 5 o'clock on this Monday morning, and we're at 24 degrees. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Whether you farm near the northern or the southern end of the world's longest barn, you can't grow olives in Wisconsin. I'm Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. And on our recent farm tour to California, we visited an operation that does grow olives, the Mondolio Olive Orchard near Davis and in a little town called Winters, California. We talked to Karen Bond, who along with her husband Malcolm, operate a full-time olive-growing operation. It's only 10 acres. We asked her how she got involved in the olive industry in California. Well, we purchased the farm in 1986, and it was an almond orchard, but the almonds were planted in 1947, and they just weren't big producers, and we'd spend thousands of dollars to harvest, and we'd be lucky if we get a $200 check from Blue Diamond. And so it wasn't very profitable. So in 2009, we pulled, I mean, in, I'm sorry, in 1999, we pulled the trees and we're going to plant the new varietals. And we happened to take a trip in Italy and we stayed in a villa east of Naples and they, the owner asked us if we wanted to taste her olive oil because they just harvested the night before. And 
her trees were over a thousand years old. They were beautiful. And she took us to this stone building with a wood-burning fireplace. She toasted some bread, poured this beautiful green liquid over the top and put a little sea salt and I fell in love and we decided that this is what we were going to do on our farm. But it wasn't easy getting that rootstock from Italy here. Tell us what you had to go through for that. Well, we had to find a, well, first of all, we could not find the trees in California, so we had to import the trees, so we first had to get a permit from the federal government as well as the Department of Agriculture in California. Uh, we finally got our permit. We found a grower, and he, we, we ordered 1,250 trees, uh, and they're little tiny babies with uh, with a couple leaves and roots. And when they arrived, um, the FDA called us and said, you have to come down to the San Francisco airport. We have a problem. We drive down there. They take us through a series of clean rooms and show us that the tr little baby trees have dirt on its roots. That's a no-no in California. And they opened up an incinerary and threw them away. And you didn't give up. No, um, and I tell people it's because we delayed. We grew up in the age of delayed gratification was a good thing, <laughs> and so we did find a grower who could prove that they uh, shipped to uh, the U.S. And um, with the trees arrived on Christmas Eve on a Lufthansa flight at 2 p.m. and we. That um, they cleared customs, got to the FDA, and they cleared them for us, and we were able to take them home on Christmas Eve and plant them in two-inch pots on Christmas Day. It was a beautiful, sunny day. And then um, they had to be quarantined in a greenhouse, and then as they grew, we can transition to a, a, a an outdoor greenhouse, uh, and the feds and the state would come in and pull a tree out of its roots and take it to test it for diseases or pests. In the meantime, we had to transfer those 1,250 trees to five-gallon pots. And in 2009, they finally got in the ground. So it was nine years getting those little babies in the ground. Well, that's determination. Again, Karen and uh, Malcolm Bond here at Bond Oleo Olive Oil here in the uh, Winters area in California. And uh, Karen, take us through what, what it's all about to grow those 1,250 trees during the year, how you take care of them, how you harvest, and what you're looking for because, and we'll get into the olive oil in a minute, but talk about the trees first. Well, we prune, the, we heavily prune the trees every single year because we are in class one soil in California, so they grow abundantly. If you see trees in Italy, they grow very slowly because it tends to be in rocky areas or in Sicily where it's volcanic rock. Um, so we have to heavily prune, but we prune to also to prevent the fruit fly, so we bowl out the center. And in Italy, they say you want the tree uh, pruned where a bird can fly through the tree. Um, we put nothing in, on the ground. Um, we have clover and legumes that we put um, the seed in the winter when it's raining, and we just plow that under 
uh, to put nitrogen back into the soil. So you're using cover crops like we do in Wisconsin and other more parts of the country now. Yes, and uh, we are certified organic, so we use no pesticides, no herbicides or anything. And because the rich soil, they don't really need much. And uh, that rich soil... As Malcolm told us, it's 18 feet deep of topsoil, which uh, makes you scratch your head if you're from our part of the country. Well, take us through the, the process because you have produced and developed a system here that is the best in in the country, really. You've won national awards. You've state champion in California a couple times. The olive oil process, when do you harvest it from the time you harvest to the time you put them into the machines to make it into olive oil, it goes pretty fast. Yes, we we normally harvest in November, the first week of November, and we have 60 or 70 people that come in and pick for us. They're using belly buckets, so everything is hand-picked, and we mill the olives within 90 minutes of picking, so the olives are very fresh. The longer you keep the olives in the bin, they begin to ferment, and that affects the quality of your oil. Um, the moment it goes in the mill, it takes about 40 minutes for the whole process. And But milling has to be done under 82 degrees Fahrenheit, else it's not considered extra virgin olive oil. We do filter our oil uh, because it makes the oil last longer, too. And it's a misnomer or wives' tale that filtering takes flavor away. If you use the right paper, it will not. As you take your home extra virgin olive oil does it need to be in the refrigerator the handling of it and the use of it and how long does it last a good olive oil should last at least two years for you however don't put it by your stove because it's too hot put it in a cool dark place always buy olive oil in a dark glass uh, because light is the enemy but if, you, if your house is warm, uh, olive oil loves around 55 degrees, so put it in the refrigerator, take it out 15 minutes before you're going to use it, and it will be just fine. But use olive oil as soon as possible. It's not like wine. It doesn't age uh, well. It actually deteriorates all through the year. And uh, your husband, Malcolm, was talking about the fact that uh, your palate is exquisite as far as tasting olive oil what's good what's not so good what maybe off flavors or off odors may be in it what do you look for and when you when you evaluate olive oil especially this extra virgin which uh, people sometimes don't understand really what that is well Different olives taste differently, but when I look for olive oil, I look for something that smells fruity or grassy. Uh, it smells fresh. This is fruit juice. People don't realize that olive oil is really fruit juice. And so it needs to smell fresh. If it smells rancid or fusty, which means it smells like dirty socks, don't buy it um, because it's bad. Uh, it needs to just smell fresh. You've been the uh, head of the olive oil commission here in california how big is the industry and what are the challenges and what are some of the uh, upgrades you're trying to get into the industry here in the state well there's not that many farmers who do olives it's mostly walnuts and almonds and tomatoes um, which are very water intensive and olive trees are not 
That's correct. It is a drought-resistant plant. When you think about where olives originated from in Syria and the Middle East, they're a drought-resistant plant, so it's a great crop for California. Right now, California only produces about 8% of what the nation uses, and so everything else is imported. If more farmers in California would plant olives, it would reduce the water necessary to grow crops. Um, and... Um, the biggest challenge, I think, for an olive oil producer is can they find a market for their oil? That's really interesting. Can they find a market for their oil? Yeah, and you'd think that there'd be quite a demand for it because I think it's become more popular or at least more talked about in my world mm-hmm. to use that olive oil when you're cooking. Yeah, very interesting stuff. We'll have to put that up on our podcast. And, Jill, how do people get to our podcast? Go to the WAX website. Click on Midwest Farm Report, and there's a drop-down, and you will find podcasts. Excellent. Well, again, that was Bob with Karen Bond with the Mondolio Olive Orchard out in California. We've got markets. Those are coming in next. We've got Rocky Olson. He'll be joining us. He'll be coming in very soon. Hey, good morning. So, we've got some snow overnight, but that shouldn't impact this week's sales. So, I guess catch me up on what happened last week and what's coming up this week. Uh, thank you, Kristen. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is uh, last week's market shaped up here at Premier Livestock. Uh, last week, we sold 3,281 head. Uh, fed cattle traded strong. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 137 to 154. Select and low choice, 120 to 136. Uh, choice beef steers and heifers, 142 to 156. Market cows high yielding uh, from 85 to $1.08 on those top market cows. Most cows traded from 73 to 85. Market bulls high yielding from 95 to 119. Organic market cows sold every Monday. High yielding cows from $1.10 to $1.55. Lower yielding lightweight, $1.09 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves, uh, strong trade last week, mostly from 100 to $275 on the Holsteins. Uh, beef calves, 175 to 475. Feeder cattle uh, market there last Tuesday, uh, super strong trade, sold 750 head of feeder cattle. Most of the beef, uh, new crop beef calves, 165 to 250 per pound. We sold some lightweights up to $3 per pound. Most Holstein steers, 120 to 160. Next special feeder cattle auction will be next week, Tuesday, March 21st. Uh, call in those consignments. Dairy cattle auction held last Wednesday. Top dairy cows sold from 2,000 to 2,600. Uh, top spring and heifers from 17 to 2,200. This week, uh, Wednesday, dairy cattle auction, uh, we got 110 cow, uh, Holstein herd, uh, going to be all the cows, all the heifers, 58 cows, 65-pound average, 4-2 butterfat. Looking the, they got a nice low sell count of 35,000 on that herd of cows for this week. Tie stall herd, all the heifers also sell off the herd. There's 52 heifers, going to be from newborn calves through springers. Uh, another dispersal of 20 registered Holstein cows, uh, deep pedigreed freestall parlor. Uh, there will be a full registered catalog on those, uh, plus some nice registered brown swiss cows and we have a good selection of spring and heifers questions give us a call at premier 715-229-2500 check our website premier livestock and auctions.com reminder machinery auction coming up here march 24th a very large auction just to give you an idea of the size we get over 65 tractors uh, on the lot so come take a look and we got about everything else that you could want too 
Uh, so we are full. We're not accepting any more consignments, but the uh, full list is on our website. And then you can go into detailed listings on equipmentfacts.com. If you're looking for an item, there's usually about uh, 15 to 25 pictures of each item on Equipment Facts. So that is the way it shaped up, Chris. Excellent. Well, we will let you go so you can get ready for a busy week. All right. Have a good day. You too. There he goes, Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock this morning. And now it's actually that time of the morning. I see our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike D'Andrea, joins us now. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Kristen. So this weather is not exactly, like, people are not happy. <laughs> Listen, I know I'm not the most popular guy right now, <laughs> but, I mean, I'm... Well, we like you and everything. It's just we don't like that the snow keeps falling. We want warm weather, like 70s and 80s. Yeah, well, that would be nice this time of year, but uh, I guess spring break is coming up, so for those that are traveling, maybe they'll be getting that weather soon, depending on where they go. And they're going to bring it back. Yeah, that would be really nice, I wish. Um, But today... Well, it'll be a little bit cloudy. Now, we'll have some sunshine to take us through the mid to latter half of the morning, but otherwise, clouds the largely dominant feature. Highs mostly into the upper 20s. Later on tonight, though, clouds start to clear out, winds start to relax, and that'll allow us to dip into the single digits, some of us potentially below zero. But sunshine returns for tomorrow. Highs getting back into the mid-30s, so a little closer to average. Now, more clouds start to roll in going into Wednesday with highs reaching the mid-40s. We'll have a nice southerly wind helping to usher in some milder temperatures. But with that also comes some moisture, which will eventually lead to rain going into Thursday. Temperatures holding pretty steady into the low 40s. But then going into Thursday night into Friday, that rain starting to transition to snow. And we'll have a very blustery northwesterly wind to take us through Friday. And that snow lasts us through Friday night, potentially into Saturday morning as well, with highs only in the mid to upper 20s on Saturday. Still very blustery, but then sunshine returns for Sunday and highs back into the mid 30s. Right now, we do have some clouds in the sky with a temperature of 21 degrees and a wind chill of 11 right now. Ooh, wind chill of 11. Now, are we, so we're looking good though until like that Wednesday night into Thursday. Right, especially since, I mean, today will be on the cooler side, but warming it up into the mid-40s by Wednesday, so that's going to feel pretty good. Okay. Well, we feel pretty good about you, too, Mike. We like you. <laughs> well, thank you. Mike, Mikey likes, likes it. you. <laughs> yeah. My, so, Mikey likes it, right? Yes, exactly. Mikey likes it. Try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you have a great day, and we'll catch you later. All right. Sounds good. There he goes, our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike D'Andrea, this morning. We've got more weather news and markets coming up right here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's that time of the morning, about 20 minutes before 6 o'clock. we got to check in with some news, and Morgan McCarthy joins us now. And Morgan, busy morning. Catch us up on the news. Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We start locally with an update from Eau Claire Sheriff's Department confirming the death of an inmate. It was on Sunday, a 29-year-old female was found unresponsive in the Eau Claire County Jail. Uh, Eau Claire County Sheriff's Office has requested another Sheriff's Office in the Eau Claire County Medical Examiner conduct an independent investigation into the death. In other headlines, there are howls surrounding Wisconsin wolves. Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources wants to get away from a specific number of wolves in the state, but some lawmakers aren't ready to follow that plan. A hand-
handful are pushing a plan at the Capitol that would set a wolf population number into state law. For example, State Senator Rob Stassholt says that lawmakers don't have a specific number in mind, but they do want to have a number. He says it was a shock to hunters and farmers that the DNR's new proposed wolf plan doesn't have a population target. More information online with that link to the DNR, 715newsroom.com. At the Capitol level, Wisconsin's tribal communities will get their day, and that'll happen this week with a state of tribes set for tomorrow. Tribal leaders speak to lawmakers and the governor each year, and then they lay out goals for both the legislature and the tribes. This is the 19th year for the state of tribes. Do you still have to file, or is that return already spent? When it comes to taxes, just a little over a month away from the deadline here in our state, Wisconsin so far has processed about a third of the state's income tax returns, with the Department of Revenue saying it's handled over one million tax returns so far this year. And right now, that average refund is hanging out at about $780. And away from the big screen, how about a recap on those Oscars? Brendan Fraser is this year's Academy Award winner for Best Actor. I just want to say thank you for this acknowledgement because it couldn't be done without my cast. Fraser took home the award for his performance in The Whale. The 95th Academy Awards took place Sunday at the Dolby Theater in Los Angeles. I'm Trey Thomas. But who needs glitz and glamour when you can grab car hearts and a pitchfork and head back to the barn? That's what we do now with Kristen Smith, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. For those who work in acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's that time of the morning to check in with our morning markets. And those morning markets will be brought to you by Chippewa Egg Solutions. And we got to head over to the Equity El Tuna Barn and check in with Jim Lindsay. And Jim, how'd the sale go last week? Choice beef steers and heifers dollar thirty to a dollar fifty eight. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers dollar thirty to a dollar fifty five. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers dollar forty four to a dollar fifty five. Choice Holstein steers dollar thirty to a dollar forty three. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar twenty nine and down. Top twenty percent of the cow cows sold from eighty two to ninety two at a top of ninety four and a half. Sixty percent of the cows sold from fifty six to eighty one. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from fifty five and down. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, March 17th. We will also be having a special bread beef cow sale here at the barn on Saturday, March 25th. All feeder sales and the bread beef cow sale will be live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder for either sale or to register as a bidder for Cattle USA, please feel free to call the market at 715-835-3104. Our early consignments are listed on the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page. Just go there and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Thanks, Jim. You as well. And now Jerry Fitzgerald joins us from the Stratford Equity Barn. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Kristen, and a good morning to you. We are sitting here enjoying this beautiful January. Oh, it's not January no more, is it? No, it's March. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you look outside with all the new snow and uh, the wind, and uh, it's uh, not real pleasant, but, uh, well, I guess uh, we have to deal with it. And like you said before, the plows are out there. So, folks, if your road's not plowed yet, just it'll be, they'll be out there. So um, just one of these things. But, man, a lot of snow over the weekend. I don't know. I don't have a total, but it's uh, plenty. Yeah, plenty. I'm ready for it to be plenty gone now, too. Well, so am I, and most other people also, but I guess we have to deal with it. In the meantime, uh, <clears throat> I'll tell the folks about what's going to be going on here this week at Equity Stratford. And, of course, it'll be a full marketing week, as per usual. And uh, 
Again, like I said, uh, Monday sale today will get underway at 10 o'clock, uh, and uh, we'll start with the market cows, conventional-type market cows, fed cattle, bulls, baby calves, and markets have been very strong. So if you folks are able to get plowed out and get your animals to market, certainly be worth your while, especially uh, calves are very strong last week, topped at 280 in the bull calves, all the way to 510 on these beef calves. Cow market also very strong, so... Good markets, and look forward for that continuing. Again, uh, we also sell baby calves today, um, and that will be about 1130 uh, this uh, this morning. And then tomorrow, Tuesday, we're going to start tomorrow at 10 o'clock with our hay and bedding auction. Do have hay already consigned for that sale tomorrow. Um, 11 o'clock will be the market auction tomorrow, including conventional cows. Again, those are very, very strong. Uh, most of your top uh, organic cows last week, 140 to 154, so... Good, strong market in those, and we'll also sell the market, uh, conventional market cattle tomorrow. Wednesday, our auction starts around 10 o'clock with the uh, full marketing day with the uh, market cattle and uh, feature-fed cattle on Wednesday along with sheep, hog, and goats. Feeder cattle sale will be at 1230, and we already have some good quality beef cattle consigned for that sale this week at 1230. Our Thursday auction does start at 11 o'clock, and a marketing day, and uh, calves also on Thursday. And, of course, we're looking forward to seeing the folks on our Annual district meeting here for Equity Stratford. That will be on Friday, also starting at 11 with registration. I believe lunch starts around 11.30, quarter to 12, so that will be at the country air. So, uh, Kristen, we just got a lot of stuff going on. And, again, um, upcoming sales at uh, Equity Stratford do include a dairy auction next week, including a complete herd dispersal. So, will you folks uh, take a look at that on our website, Equity Co-op, click on the Stratford page, and uh, a lot of information, a very nice herd of cows complete her dispersal. That will be next week here at Stratford. So, like I said, a lot of stuff going on, and we will be back here tomorrow morning giving an update on the markets. Folks, do drive careful, though. I'm. Uh, it was, the main roads were not too bad yesterday afternoon, but then we got that second wave came in, so oh, boy. So how was your drive-in this morning? You give us a little weather report here. Oh, it was a little hectic, a little slick in spots, but overall, not too bad. So, just keep an eye on the roads and take your time. That's the main thing. So you, uh, you had to slow down from your, your normal 65, 70, probably down to about 40, huh? Oh, I don't drive like you, Jerry. <laughs> well, oh, you don't come in on the freeway then? No, no. I, I stay to the speed limit, not a, not a smidge over. Oh, okay. well, I'm glad to hear that. And if uh, any of the folks are listening that are in law enforcement, they will be very happy to hear that. You know? Yes, <laughs> and they'll be looking for you, Jerry. <laughs> Well, uh, they can come over and have breakfast. We're going to start that right away. So, anyway, you ladies have a nice day. And like I said, uh, um, we'll be back here tomorrow morning giving an update on the markets. And with that, we'll turn it back to you. And I did remember to change my clock, too. So Excellent. Well, Jerry, you have a great day. We'll catch you next time. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald at the Stratford Equity Barn. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. March, March is on. We're about halfway through the month already. And what do those uh, pastures, forage stands look like? And can we help them? Dan Undersander is with us. Our uh, next Grow Alfalfa Update program. Dan, of course, our state forage specialist. And Dan, here as we get to the uh, middle of March, are there some spring rituals in those pasture lands and uh, areas that we should be thinking about doing? Yes, Bob. I think for most of the pastures, except those on sandy soils, uh, it's probably a good idea to broadcast a little bit of seed about now. Uh, we call it frost seeding. The idea is that you go out and broadcast the seed on the surface, uh, 
then the freezing and thawing over the remainder of this month and into April will incorporate some of that seed seeded uh, plants into the new pasture. Uh, this is particularly useful to try to get some clover into pasture. If we can get clover in, we make the yield more uniform during the year. We, it helps us through the summer swamp. It also gives us a high protein source in that pasture and will fix some nitrogen for the grass as well if we can get enough clover in there. So I would recommend that we consider broadcasting uh, not a lot, but just as little as about two pounds of seed per acre. Some people have recommended much higher rates, but uh, our research showed that uh, generally we'll get a good seed take about two-thirds of the time. So if we seed two pounds every year, it's not going to work one year, but we'll improve the stand two out of three years, and, and that's pretty good. A couple considerations that usually aren't as big of an issue is that um, if the ground is visible, then you can get the seeds on the ground and you will get uh, a better germination. If you had a lot of residue there and the seeds land on top of uh, dead leaves from last year, then they're not going to germinate very well. The other thing that some growers have done in those cases is to let animals go through and trample the pasture and push some of the seeds um, into the soil, maybe eat some of the residue off of the pasture. Uh, again, any way to get the seed down to the soil will enhance the germination of that seed and give us a bit more clover. So uh, I would recommend a good uh, premium red clover alfalfa. They will tend to last three and possibly four years, whereas the older varieties tended to last just uh, a year or so less. So it's well worthwhile to buy premium seed, to broadcast at this low rate, and then to consider doing that every year. With that, I think we can get more clover in the stands and have a better pasture for our animals uh, during the coming year. Frost seeding, one of those rituals of spring. Dan Undersander to explain how to do it. Dan, our state forage specialist on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's take a look at our markets one last time, shall we? On the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your July corn down a penny at 604. July oats were up two at 349. July beans up four at 14.98. July soybean meal up 90 cents at 478.10 a ton. July wheat down four at 685. Country elevators in the area, we've got Golden Plump in Arcadia at 581 for corn. Baldwin and Mondovi are at 569 for corn, 1450 for beans. Wheat and grain in Chippewa Falls is at 561 and 1451. Wheat and grain in Connorsville, 561, 1446. In Durand, 564 for corn, 1445 for beans. Elmwood's at 569 and 1455. Fall Creek is at 555 and 1425. Osseo's at 574 for corn, 1455 for beans. Elk Mound is at 570 and 1451. Sparta's at 567 and 1452. Ellsworth is at 544 and 1405. Northside and Loyal's at 565 for corn, 1445 for beans. In Arcadia for Northside, they're at 578 for corn, 1455 for beans. Ethanol plants in the area. Boyceville's at 581. Stanley, 571. New Richmond, 563. Switching to the dairy side. Barrel cheese up 3.5 cent on Friday to $1.77. Your blocks were down 4.5 cent to $1.78. Double A grade butter unchanged at 233 and a quarter. 
and your Class 3 futures for March down a nickel at 1771. April down a nickel at 1770. May down 14 at 1785. June down 7 at 1833. July was down a dime at 1887. And then those markets were downward into 2024. And Jill, we're on Monday, March 13th. Let's take a look at our calendar. We got some stuff today and a few things tomorrow. What's going on? Well, the equity is having their annual meetings. There's two of them scheduled for today. Uh, Altoona Baron is at Off-Broadway Banquet Center in Menominee at 11 o'clock. And in the Sparta Equity is having their Beatles Bar is at the Beatles Bar and Grill Restaurant in Centerville at 7 o'clock tonight. And then the Chippewa County Watershed Meeting is having uh, hosting a meeting in Kadat at the Getsk Town Hall today starting at 11.30. And if you're part of the Johnson Red Reedbrock Wine or Wayne and Franksburg Townships. They're having a meeting about um, a company coming in to put in some wind turbines. That is tomorrow at the Country Air, uh, March 14th at 7.30. So if you want to find out some more information about some wind turbines that are supposed to be coming into the area. Sounds good. Thank you, Jill. And also we've got that judging meeting tomorrow. Let's touch base on that one more time because that sounds fun. Well, if you want to become a county fair judge, there's a webinar that is tomorrow night from 6 to 7 o'clock. That's March 14th. You just need to go to DadCap Fair, Google DadCap Fair Judges something or other. <laughs> you have to send an email to DadCap Fair Judge Update at Wisconsin.gov. <laughs> and they'll give you the heads up on what you need to do to be a fair judge. Excellent. And that's for county and district judging. So good stuff there. We're at 24 degrees right now. We're looking at a mostly cloudy day today. Breezy, few flurries, 28. Tonight, cold, 2. Tomorrow, sunny, 34. Wednesday, mostly cloudy, breezy, but 45 degrees. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadah. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.